0: the holy name of Jesus, amen. amen. Whether it be TED Talks, school assemblies, or even guest preaching, people like to hear extraordinary stories. Growing up in my home church, we always had guest preachers who were missionaries who left everything to go to some far off land. And then in school assemblies, it was always a, a drug dealer who turned his life around in order to warn us to not take drugs. You know, in each circumstance, these extraordinary stories were told to help us do something. And as I reflected upon this, never once in my memory did I ever have like a factory worker show up to school assembly to speak, who talked about just clocking in at 9 a.m. and clocking out at 5 p.m. I don't know if you've ever had somebody like that. Why why didn't I have someone like that? Because it was too ordinary. But after reading the gospel and hearing what Jesus teaches, perhaps we should have had that factory worker speak. In today's lesson, Jesus makes the ordinary extraordinary and also the extraordinary ordinary. First, Jesus says that a disciple's job is to not be a stumbling block to the little ones, those new in faith, and to simply forgive family over and over and over again. Seems fairly ordinary compared to what Jesus had, to do, had the disciples do in Luke chapter 10, where he sent them out to Heal the sick and cast out demons. But now, in Luke 17, even this ordinary work, the disciples, or the apostles, the extraordinary disciples, find this too extraordinary and ask Jesus to increase our faith. But Jesus says, no. You have enough. Jesus says, the extraordinary feat of telling a mulberry tree to be uprooted and planted in the sea can be as ordinary as anything else when you have faith as a mustard seed. And then finally, Jesus says, an ordinary servant does what a servant ordinarily does turns out to, in fact, be extraordinary. Now there is a great image of how the ordinary is extraordinary in CS Lewis's book The Great Divorce. Now for those who d- might not know the book, The Great Divorce isn't between a husband and wife, but rather between the separation between heaven and hell. But the story is about a man who is on his way to heaven along with a bus of busload of people. And as these people are walking to the gates of heaven, some of them need convincing to make the trip. And so family members or friends come from heaven down to this parking lot sort of place to help them in. And one of these people is the lady. This lady is extraordinary, for when she walks around, she's attended by a procession of angels. But we find out that this lady, from an earthly perspective, is ordinary. Her name is Sarah Smith, which should sound like a Jane Doe. And she was just a simple... Poor woman of lowly station. She's utterly ordinary. But from God's perspective, she's completely extraordinary because she was a servant who did what God gave her to do, nothing more. She was simply a faithful wife. See, her ordinary faith was extraordinary. Not because of what she did. She did not start a school in Africa or stop the world's wars. Her faith was extraordinary because of Jesus. See, when the apostles ask for more faith in the gospel reading, they're thinking in terms of quantity. But Jesus responds, you have enough. And they have enough because they have the faith of Jesus. It's Jesus' faith that is given to them. An ordinary faith that is Jesus' faith is always extraordinary. It's never a stumbling block to the little ones, and it forgives over and over and over again. But most importantly, it does what God has him to do which is to save the world. This ordinary faith of Jesus' can even uproot a mulberry tree and plant it in the sea. But of course, Jesus doesn't give us faith to uproot trees. Rather, he gives faith to you to do your duty, to live and do what God has you to do. Now, where many people try to find their spot in the extraordinary, Jesus keeps pointing us back to the ordinary. And I've heard it before Pastor, I'm just a salesman. And I'm trying to figure out what I need to do. I probably need to evangelize more. Maybe I need to start a nonprofit organization to feed the poor, I need to do those things in order to be a good and faithful servant rather than just being a salesman. Jesus, of course, I think would respond to that with nonsense. That's nonsense. I, I have you being a salesman. So be a salesman. The same goes for being just a mom or just a grandpa. Or just a desk clerk. These so-called ordinary places in life, when they are saturated with God's presence and his word, become utterly extraordinary. Not because of what they do, but because of who gave them to you. You see, it is a wonderful thing to be a plumber when God asks you to be one. It is wonderful to be a garbage man when God asks you to be one. Why? Because God is pleased when you do what he gives you to do, no matter how ordinary it is. And there's even more. I've been talking about jobs mainly. But even for the unemployed, God is pleased with you. Why? God is most pleased with you when you are simply his child. Whatever your job is or isn't, being a child of God pleases him the most. Now how does that happen? Through Jesus' death and resurrection and the forgiveness of sins. See, when Jesus dies and rises for you and through the gospel then gives you the forgiveness of sins... God the Father is as pleased with you as he is with Jesus Christ. In the Gospel, the first place that, Jesus, uh, that God the Father says to Jesus, I'm pleased with you, is at his baptism. This is my beloved Son with whom I am well Pleased. Thus, through the forgiveness of sins and holy baptism, Jesus washes away the insecurity and the lack of confidence you might have in your place in life and gives you his faith and his place of being well pleasing. And giving you his faith, you can rejoice in that spot that He's given to you and actually enact it with great confidence. Now, for all almost all of us, this means just the ordinary. But even for those who are asked to do extraordinary things, to those people, they seem ordinary. Because they are simply doing what God has given them to do. So today, be the servant who you are. Rest in the truth that God's given you to be a mother, an insurance salesman, a CEO, a coach whatever. And with that faith, rejoice that from God's perspective, the ordinary things you do are utterly extraordinary and well-pleasing to him. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.